Hello and welcome back to The Health You Podcast. This is The Health Curator and your host, Stevie Moon. Thank you so much for staying curious about your health, your wellness, and how you can heal your mind, body, and soul. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about changing your state. I'm going to be teaching you 10 things that I have found very powerful in changing my state. This episode of the Healthy You Podcast is brought to you by Matrix Coaching, my one-on-one coaching program. I have monthly, weekly, and unlimited coaching programs, as well as build-your-own programs, including 30-minute, 45-minute, and 60-minute calls that you can schedule directly on my website, thehealthyyou.co. I cannot wait to be your support and guidance your coach along your healthy you journey. Go ahead and check out the website, thehealthyyou.co and schedule your first call for free today. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So what do I mean by changing your state and how is this going to help you lose weight, transform your life? Well, here, here's the thing. In your life, for from now on to forever, there will come times where your body and your mind, your body mind, feel a certain way that you prefer not to feel. That could be anxious, that could be depressed, that could be angry, that could be frustrated. There's so many things that can happen and when it's in both body and mind, that is called your state of being. And so when I'm talking about changing your state, I'm talking about changing your state of being. And these are 10 of the things that I have found along my journey that I turn to, like tools, like, okay, well, let's see if this one works. Let's see if this one works. And sometimes you have to combine them. Um, Sometimes you just have to wait it out. But in my experience, allowing a state of being to stay is a choice. It doesn't feel like a choice. And because it doesn't feel like a choice, you've probably never realized that you are choosing this state of being. You're choosing to stay in this suffering. And that means that it's an unconscious pattern. It's It was an unconscious pattern of mine. And I notice it now probably within a couple hours of a state of being setting in. So don't think that it's something that like, oh, you make one discovery and then suddenly you never feel bad again or you're able to to always feel the way that you prefer to feel. So I'm going to give you an example from yesterday because this is where I really decided, okay, well, I need to share this message in today's episode because I went for a run that I did not want to go on because I woke up in a state of being of anxiety, um, some depression, and I just felt emotionally unregulated and ineffective interpersonally. I was picking fights, um, but it's not just that I, I was not conscious. So I do find myself slip in between conscious and unconscious, and I think that's part of the process for a while, so I'm in that. Um, if you are in a state where you kind of realize, well, I think most of my, most of my life I've spent in unconscious behaviors and unconscious patterns, you know, 
that's okay. That's exactly how we all are. Um, But the fact that you're listening to this episode right now means that you are ready and willing to take responsibility for your state, your mind, your body, your actions, your thoughts, your feelings. Um, And I hope that today's episode is going to arm you with at least 10 tools that you can turn to and hopefully one of them will work very, very well for you next time you realize that you are in a state of being that you do not prefer. So just like yesterday, I woke up feeling depression, feeling anxiety, feeling overwhelmed, um, and I had a 12-mile run scheduled. So I got dressed and I did not want to go. I put my, and this is all happening out of habit. Let me tell you that. Um, But I go and I move. And for the first two miles, so about the first 20 minutes, it feels like a thousand years. And there is so much internal resistance. It feels like I'm running so slow. I just feel so awful. Um, And I stopped them on the trail and I said, you know what? I know that this works. So if I keep going, maybe there's just so much low vibration that I was feeling earlier, low, low frequency emotions and low frequency um, behaviors and thoughts that I have to, you know, kind of spend it. So I said, okay, well, I think in a couple miles, I'll feel better. So I just kept going. And within the next mile, bam, clarity. I felt, I felt good. My state of being was completely changed and I finished my 12 mile run, felt like money. And I no longer felt ineffective. I no longer felt unregulated. In fact, I felt very, very regulated. I felt very, very much conscious and in control of my state. So this is where we talk about number one on my list, which is movement. And I always turn to running. Um, In my first part of my journey, I always turned to weightlifting and I didn't even start running until about six months into my uh, weightlifting. But any kind of movement will work. I even notice yoga or uh, even sometimes uh, going for walks. These things can all help change your, your state. Now, if you're in a very, very uncomfortable state, the higher intensity of the movement, meaning like if you're if you're feeling extreme distress, maybe like an eight on a out of ten, going for a intense workout like an intense run, um, that's gonna help you draw yourself out of that state faster than going for like a walk. A walk may not do it. So you have to kind of play around with this and use the intensity of the movement as a lever. Number two, frequency. So I mentioned frequency and vibration in quite a lot of my content, and that's because we are energetic beings. We are not just matter. In fact, scientifically, in in, uh, physics, I believe it or not, I actually went to, to college in my first attempt to get a degree. Uh, I was going for a physics degree. I'm very, very, very interested in quantum physics. Um, and we have discovered in the past couple years uh, that we are both particle and wave, which is super awesome. Um, but so is everything around us. So 
we have energy that is around us that we can't see, but that energy often can be felt and that can be felt in our state of being. So increasing your frequency, uh, it's a tool, it's almost like a, a, a way to think about it where you almost go and tune a dial from where you may be like at a 90 FM tuning yourself into 107. Uh, I don't even know if that's a real station. Nonetheless, there are many ways that you can tune to the frequency of the, the state of being you prefer to be in. I did a YouTube video a couple weeks ago about this and you can find it on my YouTube channel. It's called Tuning to the Frequency of Your Hero. Um, I find that thinking about it in terms of energy does really help me thinking about it in terms of vibration. So if you're in a low vibration, low vibrational states uh, will come and find you essentially. So have you ever noticed if you get upset, something happens in turn to you? People call this karmic. I, I, I look at it as vibration and frequency. So like if I were to yell at my dogs and I'd be like, oh my gosh, Dan and Andy, ah, like, cause we have a huge bay window and people walk past all the time. I get really frustrated and sometimes I'm not conscious and present. And so I'm in a low vibration and I'll, I'll get frustrated making my action and my vibration not in a frequency that I prefer. And then I'll like go and immediately stub my toe. So those low vibrational things will keep us in that low vibrational state of being, which is why learning how to trigger and change your frequency, very, very powerful for changing your state of being. Number three, music. So music is known uh, as vibration, as frequency as well. I have always found that if I'm listening to certain songs, certain kinds of genres of music, that I feel good. I, I feel happy. I feel at peace. There's some kind of music and some lyrics that they will trigger me to be in a negative state of being. So it's, it's in both turns. My suggestion to you is to make a couple playlists. So if you have a state of being that you know you get into um, and that you've experienced maybe anxiety a lot, find a and make a playlist um, for when you are anxious. Songs that you know will help you feel peaceful, relaxed. Uh, for me, this often looks like uh, classical or... I don't know if you guys know Mozart in the Jungle. They have uh, some renditions done of old classical pieces by modern day uh, orchestras. I think it's fantastic and I love listening to that or to motivational speeches. They really help me as well. So depending on your state, maybe you are feeling very, very sad. Um, maybe you're feeling some hints of depression. Make a playlist for that. And then you have a tool that as long as you can catch yourself in the state of being which you don't prefer, you can then use this tool and say, okay, well, I'm going to go and listen to my playlist and um, with the intention to change my state of being. 
I think it's really, really powerful. Um, you can do this with all your senses. In fact, you can do it for sound. You can do it for touch. For I learned this skill in DBT. Uh, it was essentially have something for each one of your senses for when you were in distress. And for my sense of smell, I had an essential oil that really, really help me root. I'm a very sense person. I, I have high sense perception. Um, so triggering my physical senses really, really helps me. And I think it can help you too. In fact, I, I'd be surprised if it didn't. There are things you can, can touch that can make you feel very happy, like a little piece of, um, like really soft cloth or whatever, um, whatever does it for you. Um, I know people have like little fidget spinners. Those are essentially this same sort of thing where you're using your senses to trigger a different state of being. And I think that that's really powerful. So on that note, we're going to turn to number four, which is breathing. Breath controls life and breath controls your state of being. If you haven't looked into conscious breathing or looked into breathing done with yogic breathing, um, I highly recommend it. I really like doing breath work whenever I notice that I feel in distress. Whenever I notice that maybe I am getting frustrated quite, quite quickly. That's really when I use this tool, when I feel kind of angry or frustrated. And that can happen when you're a mom. I know we're supposed to be these perfect saintly angels, but the truth is it can be very frustrating to have, for, for me, I have two dogs, a cat, a baby, and a husband, which is like me taking care of five other beings. And sometimes I get so frustrated and angry I'm into a completely different state of being, which I don't prefer. And sometimes I can't catch myself as quickly as I'd like, and it progresses. And when it progresses, I like to turn to breathing, breath work, and that will help you trigger your parasympathetic nervous system. It's very, very powerful. Um, Like Navy SEALs, Marines do it. I don't know if you've seen the movie, The Long Shot with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron, but in in the movie like they are in a very intense scene and charlie's theron does some breath work and and uh, seth rogan's like what are you doing and she's like i'm doing a navy seal breath program and i'll and i'll be able to calm down in 45 seconds just give me 45 seconds and that's essentially it is that magical it's just knowing that there are certain things that if you do with your body it can change your state of being Now, this will lead straight into number five, which is temperature. I have talked about distress tolerance skills, and basically a lot of these are distress tolerance skills, but temperature, changing your temperature to uh, cold, uh, cold immersion, this is very, very powerful for triggering your parasympathetic nervous system, which, as we just talked about, is what's going to help you trigger into a state of being uh, that you prefer. And this is really so that your distress doesn't progress. It's not necessarily like you're not going to go and take a hot cold shower and then suddenly feel so full of like joy and bliss and fulfillment. However, you may not have a spiral panic attack. 
um, you may you you may not feel so distressed that you go to a coping device that you're trying to uh, get rid of. So temperature, there are a few things you can do. Let's let's start at the very lowest intensity. Low intensity, you can grab some ice cubes. You can grab some ice cubes, hold them in your hands. You can hold them on your wrists, um, like an ice pack. That will do as well. You can also hold it by your neck, um, by your veins, uh, by your lymph nodes, kind of on either side of your neck, and that can help as well. So that would be for like distress, maybe five and under, maybe yeah four like a four to a five level of distress now let's say you're between like five and like seven that i would do something called an ice bath uh this is to be fair i would probably go immediately to a hot cold shower just because if i am anywhere near like a five level of distress that is very uncommon for me. And that to me is something that I'm just like, let's fix it. But I'm going to tell you about the ice bath anyway. This is where you get a big bowl and fill it with water and then a single layer of ice cubes. And then you just dunk your head in it. And it and it's very important that basically you go all the way up to your hairline so that your temples are getting immersed in the ice water. Again, this this temperature work, it is to trick your body to think that you are somehow fallen into uh, a frozen lake and they need to put all of your energy, all the energy that you have into saving your life rather than all your energy into your anxiety, your depression, your panic. So this is very, very powerful. But the most powerful, and like I said, I tend to do this one most times anyway, just because I prefer it and it's just so dang effective. And this is a hot, cold shower. This is where you are going into the shower and I wouldn't turn it very hot. I would turn it warm, warm. And then as soon as you're ready, take a big, deep breath and remember to keep breathing because you're going to, you're going to try to stop breathing in a second and you're going to turn it to the ice cold, not sort of cold to the coldest that you can and you're going to stand underneath as long as possible and it's very important the water is hitting your forehead your chest and your wrists those are where the most uh centers for um your parasympathetic nervous system will get triggered if you hit the cold water there most likely now this is really important once you have stayed under there as long as you can, and it may only be 10 seconds, then you turn it back to warm and you need to be staying under it until it turns warm. And essentially what's going to happen, you're going to feel almost very floaty, like all of the energy kind of goes up to your head and you feel very kind of warm and calm. It's magic and it's really crazy. But then you just repeat that as many times as necessary. If I was having a full-on panic attack, I think the most I've ever done this in a extreme distress situation, I think it was like five times in a five times five cycles. Um, it's so effective. Usually two or three will be enough uh, to just. It's just going to calm you down uh, so so much so radically. Here's the thing guys i got a comment on my tiktok on a video that i made yesterday about the run and saying hey guys you can change your state you can go from crippling 
uh, to feeling like money. And people were like, I thought, I didn't know that you could do this. And that's the truth. People like to talk so much about mental health awareness, about uh, recognizing and having respect for where everyone is. But the more important thing that I think should be talked about is giving tools and skills to people who are in distress, who are challenged with mental health um, seasons in their life. Because that is really the best way to, to put it. I can tell you right now, no matter what you're going through, you can get better. And a doctor may argue with me. And a, a, anyone may argue there because of their belief system. But if you believe that you can change your state, you can change the way you feel, you have taken the power back. And it's the first step to your healing is being able to say, I'm in so much distress now. Instead of letting this take me down a two-week stint of ineffective coping behaviors, uh, of numbing, of not getting out of bed, instead of getting to that place, I'm going to use a skill and a tool and I'm going to change my state. And I'm going to keep doing it until I figure out the one that works for me. If you do that, I promise your life will change and your mental health will no longer become a struggle. It will become something that teaches you and awakens you into consciousness. Number six, sleep. So I talk about sleep again so, so much. Broken record on sleep. But the truth is sleep has been one of those things that I never knew how important it was and I doubt that you know how important your sleep is. I think that you probably enjoy rest and enjoy sleep, but if you're staying up really late at night because you want to watch TV and then you can never get up in the morning, you don't actually understand how much your body needs sleep. And I did that for literally all my life. So many years of watching TV late, late, late into the morning hours um, and just wondering why I felt so crappy and so vulnerable. What sleep does is heal you. It helps your body repair and regenerate. When you don't get that sleep, you become vulnerable. You become more vulnerable for anything that's already inside you. So if you do have some anxiety your anxiety will increase the day after you have not had sleep and it could be for the next three days or the next week and that's where we need to understand that even one night of poor sleep poor sleep hygiene is gonna throw you off so when that does happen have some grace on yourself and use a different tool but if you're finding yourself and you're like look I'm trying to change my state, but I'm just so often in a vulnerable distress state. Um, but then again, I'm getting four hours of sleep at night. I'm going to say, we need to look at your sleep. Now, the amount of sleep you're going to need is going to change based off of your age, your body, and what season of life you're in. I've gone from places where there are days where I need 10 hours of sleep, and there are days where I need seven hours of sleep. So you have to become flexible and you have to give yourself enough time and enough patience to figure out how you sleep the best. 
my suggestion there, just a couple tips real quick. I highly, highly recommend that you sleep in the dark with blackout curtains, no phone near you. Even light the size of a quarter has been shown to disrupt the amount of melatonin that your body produces naturally. This is not to say go and get melatonin gummies and eat them every night because that too will disrupt the amount of melatonin your body will naturally produce. However, if you're struggling to get into a sleep pattern that serves you because of years of being in a sleep pattern that gives you pleasure in the moment but does not serve you any longer, you can let it go and use things like melatonin and gummies, uh, like the Sleep by Ollie from Target. I really like those. I find them to be the most... Um, powerful without any grog uh, afterwards. However, not use those every night. Those are more of um, as-needed basis. So, if you are feeling distressed and you're and you have an inkling that maybe you're not prioritizing your sleep, I promise you, if you start to develop a good nighttime routine where you really are spending the last couple of hours of your day unwinding, ready to let go and release anything that your body and your mind may be holding on to from the day back into the light, let it go. And you can't do that if you're on your phone until the moment you go to bed. You can't do that if you're watching TV in bed and you fall asleep to the TV or you fall asleep on the couch. I did that for years and I sat there wondering, And I always heard people talk about sleep, but the truth is, is that if I could go back to myself and grab myself by the collar and say, Stevie, listen to me, you need sleep and you don't think you need as much sleep because you think somehow it makes you special by getting by without as much sleep. But in fact, you are putting yourself at such a vulnerable risk, your body, your mind, that you are not able to be the person you are meant to be you're not able to live into your potential and into your greatness and so I can't go back in time and shake myself by the collar but I can make a podcast and every single time tell you get more sleep get better sleep and it will change your life and it will help you change your state of being number seven nutrition and water again this is something that I talk about a lot but if you are I notice very often that if I feel hot, I often am going to feel angry and frustrated soon. So this is just noticing body sensations. But one of the things is by noticing that, you can start to notice how your nutrition and and your hydration is playing a huge role in that, especially with hydration. See, like I have water with me pretty much at all times now, now, because I know if I get dehydrated, my moods become volatile and my emotions and my feelings and my body feels out of control because it's like, I'm dying, give me water. But in my mind, I feel like just angry and and kind of frustrated with the world. And um, this this is all coming back to the same thought, which is that you are, you're the one. You're the reason why your suffering exists and you're also the, the one who can control your suffering. Um, with water, 
making sure that you find out how much you need. Because I'm training for a marathon, I need a lot more than I'm telling you guys to have. So if you are exercising a lot, if you're moving a lot, you need a lot of water. If you're drinking any amount of caffeine, for every eight ounces of caffeine, that's an additional eight ounces of water, maybe even 16 that you need. So make sure that if you're drinking uh, just the base level, base level is half your body weight in ounces of water a day. So I weigh 145 pounds, let's say 150 just for math. Um, So 75 ounces of water is my minimum except that I also exercise. So let's add on another 18 to 40, 20 to 40 ounces. And then let's add more because I have pre-workout, which has caffeine. And I also have coffee, which has caffeine. So you're starting to realize that you need a lot of water. And I usually am going through maybe like 120 to 150 ounces of water a day and depending. So If you are drinking, you know, eight cups of water, that's still not even enough for baseline. I know that this is different information that than you've heard before, but you got to ask yourself, is what you're doing now or the things that you've heard before, have they been working in your experience? And when you drink more water, do you feel better? The answer will be yes, because we are made of water and our blood is 90% water. So we need to be made of water in uh, every single day. We need to make sure that we're replenishing ourselves. With As far as nutrition, this is what I was talking about earlier when I mentioned that I believe that my sugar intake is directly corresponded with my emotional regulation. So sugar is a drug, but it also is known to affect the mood and it's known to affect distress yet we eat it every day and it's in pretty much everything so we need to start to look at our nutrition and say you know what i sure would love a cookie and it's okay to have a cookie you know to 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 do that but let's say you've got a lot of stuff to do and maybe it's the morning and you don't want to be vulnerable and emotionally unregulated for the rest of the day or for the next couple days maybe you've got a lot of stuff you've got to get done maybe you're trying to change and transform your life then you're going to start looking at your nutrition and saying what is it worth not of can i have it am i going to restrict myself am i going to you know uh, i've got to lose the weight you know Don't put pressure on yourself in that way. Ask yourself, will this serve me? And if it's yes, it will serve me because I I really just, I need some sort of comfort right now. Nothing is helping me change my state. Okay. But the truth is the likelihood that that will happen, not often. And every time that you fall on choosing not nutrition, but junk, toxic, faux food to comfort you it will create a rut in your mind that that will become default and that's why people have cravings usually because they're in an emotional state in a in a state of being that they once treated with comfort food or maybe their parents helped treat them with comfort food or whatever 
that looks like for your situation, you just want to start to identify. And I kind of really look, take off your glasses and start to really think, why am I eating right now? And if it's because I'm hungry, then if you're hungry, you need to be fueling your body. If it's because I'm distressed, your food may be the reason why you're becoming distressed. It may be the reason why your state of being is unregulated. So uh, as you, you know me, I'm a broken record here. Whole food, as much of it as you can, um, and all the water. Number eight, nurture. Nurture yourself, babe. This is what we very often call self-care. Um, I would qualify all of this as self-care, but you know, the typical bath and really taking a, like a hot, long shower and really taking care of yourself, doing a face mask, nurturing yourself. In this way, I find this to very often change my state of being because it also what? It triggers your parasympathetic nervous system to calm down. So this can be very helpful. I'm not going to spend too much time on this because whatever works for you is going to, you probably already know because we talk about self-care a lot these days in terms of like, oh, this product or this, this or this or that product will help you with self-care. And the truth is, is that there's so much that you can do for self-care that's not about a face mask, not about, you know, a, a bath bomb. But you know what? Every once in a while, those things do not hurt. They, in fact, make me feel very, very, very loved. And when I'm in distress, in a state of being of distress, sometimes I just want to feel loved. So that helps me. Number nine, surrender. This is one of those things that your ego and your mind will not want to do because it that they're programmed not to. So... If you're in distress and your state of being is in distress and you're just you're doing everything you can and none of these tools are working, I'm going to ask you to surrender to the moment. I'm going to ask you to look into The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Look at this. Get get the get the book on Audible. Listen to it. And start to identify moments in your life where you can practice surrender so that when you need it, it becomes more achievable for you. Because surrender is, I find it to be a skill, to be something that my soul naturally wants to do, but my mind, oh heck, my mind is so loud and my ego is so loud that very often I'm saying surrender and my mind's like, not a chance sucker <laughs> so this one this one can take some time and this is why i practice my running um during my running i practice surrender because when you are six miles from your car you have no option other than to surrender to the moment or to give up and so i intentionally practice surrender every day I find that it has really, really helped me. And it's probably the reason why I was able to be in a level of distress and still fall back on my habit of going and doing the thing, even though I was distressed, is because I have practiced that surrender. 
Now, to build upon this, this is, this is also from the power of now. This is number 10, which is presence. In the power of now, he calls this being. And just because I have been talking about states of being, I'm going to refer to it as presence. And this is a complete in the moment, in this moment, what is wrong. A lot of times our state of being is being triggered by psychological time, by the past, by things that make us shameful about our past or distressed about our past or sad or things from the future that we anticipate that will happen. And we very often are living in the past or in the future and not in the now. And when you bring yourself into the now, there's power here. And it's the only place that will ever exist. The future doesn't exist. The past doesn't exist. The only moment that you have ever known, ever, if you can say, have you ever been anywhere other than now? And the answer is no. So when you realize that now, even in distress, even if I'm in distress, perhaps I can just be present, be here. I like to do this by focusing on my body, on the inside of my body, as if my body were like clothes on top of my actual body. Uh, I focus on the inside life presence. So whatever you want to call that, whatever that looks like for you, um, I think about it and I start very often at the top of my head or at my toes. And this helps me just so that I can go uh, from my toes to my feet, to my ankles and think my, think about and uh, draw my attention and my awareness and therefore my presence all into my body simultaneously at once. This I'm telling you this works and you can essentially start to really feel the inner body, your, your life force. And that life force immediately changes your presence because your life force is positive. It is light. It is so high vibration and you can't be in presence and be distressed. It just it will nullify it. Now, if you're like, you know what, I have no clue what you're talking about with these last two, please, please, please go check out The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And like I said, I just I just cannot even recommend that you get the actual book first. I recommend that you get the Audible. It will be read to you. And it's such information that I think you just need to sit there and to have it read to you. Not be on your phone, not be anything. Make sure you're giving it your time. And if you do that, it will change your life, I promise. Go for a walk at the very most, but um, and that may even help you process. I listen to The Power of Now on my runs as well, and that helps. Uh, but as long as it's just your sole attention is on the content and it's being read to you, I think that it's absolutely transformational. And it's going to help you understand the these last two. So again, just to recap, I'm going to list these off the 10 things that will change your state and absolutely give you the the power back. You can go from crippling distress to calm. 
these 10 things will change your life if you use them like tools and skills. And remember, skills are not things that you're good at the first time. Tools have to get you have to get used to how to use them. So be patient. And if something doesn't work right off the bat, keep trying, keep doing it, keep practicing. And that is really all I want you to do is focus, pick a couple of these things and start to practice them when you're in states of calm and states of distress so that you can, if you practice them when you're calm, it's easier to do your brain will more likely want you to go there uh, than if you spring something new on yourself while you're in high distress. So let's go back through these. Number one, movement, intense exercise. This is amazing. Two, frequency and tuning your frequency to a higher frequency. Three, music, similar to frequency. It has been proven to change your, your entire state of being. Four, breathing. Five, temperature changes. So triggering your parasympathetic nervous system with your both your breath or through cold exposure. Number six, sleep. Making sure that your sleep is not contributing to your distressful state of being. Making sure that you have proper sleep. And seven, nutrition and water, hydration, making sure that you are nourishing your body with food that it can turn into a positive state of being rather into a lump of sugar. I promise you that it's going to be crazy how much hydration changes your mood. Number eight, nurture. This is stereotypical self-care. Take care of yourself give yourself self-love, give yourself affirmations, take that that bath bomb, do a face mask and a hair mask, take care of yourself. It will help you change your state of being. Number nine, surrender. And number 10, presence. Guys, I hope that these tools are things that not only inspire you, that you can change your state of being. And therefore, if you can change your state of being, if you can look up when you fall down, you can get up. And I can telling you this now, you can get up. And if you're in a place that you feel like you cannot get up, message me on Instagram. Let's plan. Let's let's plan and something so that you can get up. I think that you are underestimating your power. I am only saying that from a place of love because I underestimated my power. You are a gift. You're incredible. And you are the one Who's going to change your life? Stop waiting. Nobody's going to notice you. No one's going to find you and save you. No one's going to make you whole, worthy, or complete. You are whole, worthy, and complete now. And the rest, we are just shedding the layers and the baggage that we've picked up along the way that no longer belongs to us, including states of being which we do not prefer. I hope that this episode is something that you can refer back to in moments when you do need a couple tools, remember, if you want to just write these down and stick them on a post-it note and slap this on your fridge so that you just have something that you can look at and say, okay, um, movement didn't movement didn't work. It's unlikely that movement won't work. Um, <laughs> but let's say, let's say you try a couple, uh, music and breathing, and, and then you have a whole list that you can go and say, I've got 10 tools. And if 10 tools don't work for you, then you didn't actually try the 10 tools because at least one of these will. And I promise you, I promise you, 
changing your state is going to give you confidence. It's going to help you remember who who you are. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And uh, thank you so much for being curious about your greatness, about your health, about your healing. If you want to hang out with me more over on TikTok, I'm making daily TikToks. I, I love TikTok. It's the platform I am on the most. All in on TikTok. I am on YouTube as well as Instagram. Come and hang out with me. And remember, if you want to grab that free coaching call, go ahead and go and sign up over on thehealthyyou.co. And until next week, stay curious and be kind. I love you. Bye.